You can worry if you want to, you can cry if you are scared, you can direct all your energy at being more prepared for a journey that had started so very long ago. Or you can focus on the learning and let your spirit grow. You can focus on the learning and let your spirit grow. Welcome. And as best you can, experience welcome. What good is the concept welcome without the experience? Welcome to love is the power. This podcast is rooted in a self-inquiry method known as the work of Byron Katie, and Tom is a certified facilitator of the work. You'll be hearing a dyad, triad, group, or guided meditation today. As you follow along, you're encouraged to do the best you can to experience for yourself what's being shared. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome could be, could be the nature of reality. Welcome. Everything's welcome. Everything, everyone, welcome. All happenings, welcome. Even if we don't want reality to be that way. It is. Everything's welcome. Everyone. Every happening, welcome. And some of the whatever saints, sages, mystics, whatever name you want to give them, refer to contacting reality is like where it's at, <laughs> to paraphrase. <laughs> contacting reality. And if you look, you can see reality. The nature of reality is everything's welcome. 
everyone's welcome. as best you can to open up to experiencing reality. You could say the nature of reality. Welcome. All is welcome. So we are recording today's gathering. And if you happen to share and after sharing, you prefer that your voice not go out on a podcast, let Caroline or Dory know. And they'll edit your voice out. So one more time. One more time to first see the truth of reality. Everything's welcome. Everyone's welcome. You could say that's uh, that's an observable truth. At least according to the definition of reality that I'm using, which is the space in which all happenings appearing. So first to see the truth. The space of reality welcomes everything as it is, everyone as we are, 
you could say reality has like a hands-off policy. <laughs> zero manipulation, zero coercion, zero demands, zero requirements. Another way that it could be described is the nature of reality is utter allowance. Not only does it welcome instantly, effortlessly, everything and everyone as it is, it allows everyone and everything to be exactly as it is, including you. Whatever you, whatever you think you is, including you. And Unfortunately, your neighbor <laughs> or your partner or your children or your government. Or all philosophies, all religions. all belief systems. Allowed to be utter, utter allowance. Which could be a description of love, utter, utter allowance. and consider the possibility that you and reality are not separate. What you really are, not what you think you are, but what you really are is not separate.
and take a moment and allow yourself to be this aware presence and to notice how this aware presence welcomes everything instantly, effortlessly. Before you have a chance to slam the door on it, it's already welcome. open to the possibility that this presence of awareness that welcomes everything just like reality also has a hands-off policy. as in it allows everything to be as it is. And as best you can allow yourself to just rest as this awake, aware presence. That instantly, effortlessly allows everything and everyone to be exactly as it is. Allows all happenings to unfold exactly as they are. And notice how the moment you allow yourself to just be this awake, aware presence. It's the same as letting go of everything and everyone. And just notice how nothing collapses. Nothing terrible happens. All the threats of the mind 
you could say, are rendered meaningless or not true. So one more time, as best you can, allow yourself to just be this presence of awareness. That allows for all experiencing or happening to happen. All by itself. And notice again, um, the world doesn't collapse. Doesn't fall apart. No big crash happens. The body keeps breathing, the heart keeps beating. The world continues to turn on its axis. And all the threats of the mind are experienced as false in the moment. You allow yourself to just be. Awake, aware present. And this experience Consider the possibility that this experience is what is referred to in spiritual or religious language as letting go and letting God.
and just welcome any fear that might arise. As you allow yourself to take your hands off the steering wheel and your hands off the controls. And consciously allow everything to happen all by itself. And now, if you're able, just notice the peace the natural, effortless peace of being or beingness. A deep relaxation of just being. So relaxed it can be experienced as transparent, like the air. And allow that peace and transparency or deep relaxation, allow it to permeate the body and the mind. Let go of the image of the body, the borders, of the image of a border, a boundary of the body. Let that image go and allow that peace and deep relaxation to expand beyond the imagined boundaries of the body. To begin to permeate the space around you, the room, the home, the house, any people in it, 
allow that perfect peace and deep relaxation to expand out to include the community in which this body resides. to let go of all imagined limitations. Allow this peace and deep relaxation of being to expand beyond your community. permeate the country that you live in, this body lives in. And all the body, all the other bodies human, animal, plants the earth, and again to consciously let go of all sense of limitation and allow this peace and deep relaxation to permeate the whole earth. all the humans, all the bodies, all the minds, and allow this peace and deep relaxation expand beyond the earth and to continue expanding and just see if there's an actual limit Or if you just get tired of following it. Now just allow it to expand all on its own as you consciously rest. as this piece of awareness, this perfect relaxation 
of beingness. The perfect relaxation of love. As Thomas, Thomas Merton says, love, loving without limits. Notice how love would never leave anything or anyone out. And welcome any fear that might show up that would try to limit this love that you are, this peace that you are. and consciously decide to rest. As this presence of awareness Effortlessly allowing everything to be as it is. Everyone as they are. And again, if you notice tension or a little fear or contraction, that would limit this presence 
welcome that as well. And when you're ready, allow the eyes to open and just notice how this presence effortlessly welcomes whatever appears through the perception of the eyes. So, my friends, mi amigos, mi amigas, que paso? Bueno. Yeah, anyone um, want to share anything? Anyone want to explore anything? Anything working on you or? How's your new New Year's list going? Chair still squeaking. I have a question. Okay. This is actually inspired by a friend. Um, I. I was talking to a friend yesterday and um, so are you asking for your friend or for yourself um i actually might be asking for my friend mm -hmm. um Let's see if you can find a question that's for you or this question that you're asking for your friend see where it's for you okay if is it okay if i start with the friend question uh-huh so the friend question would be, is welcoming and allowing the same as accepting? And how that relates to how, how I would make that question my own is, um, I guess I would answer it. And I would say that um, I actually really see how they don't have to be the same. Like to me, acceptance means like condoning or kind of giving permission. Um, okay, uh, I would, I would, that uh, to me that would not be an accurate definition of acceptance. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to how you like condoning would be condoning, acceptance would be acceptance. They're different. They're pointing to different experiences. But it is good to notice that in our mind we equate acceptance with condoning. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, I'm not going to do the acceptance thing. Mm. I don't condone discrimination or violence or poverty or 
know. Yeah. Yeah. But that it is so good to notice that can be our interpretation of acceptance. Even even, you know, the like in the meditation, this utter allowance. It's like uh, is that like a stamp of approval from God? Like on you know, violence, injustice. Like is that God going, Oh yeah, I think this is a great way to live. Mm. No, but it can feel that way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So then because of that interpretation, I'm not gonna I'm not going near love. Not not the real thing. Mm. I'll, I'll I'll do the conditional love thing. When you behave, I'm so open and allowing. <laughs> and when you don't behave, closed rejecting, making you wrong in some way, trying to teach or punish, you know, through withholding love, withholding openness, withholding welcoming. Yeah, I think where my mind is going with that is um, then... Um, like I'm seeing a world in which there's no need to uh, condemn, but at the same time, I still see myself not agreeing with certain things or not wanting certain things to be. Um, like some of those things that you brought up, like poverty and such. Um, Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm like... <laughs> okay, so just notice how effective not wanting it to be that way is. Like, notice how often you've held on to, wow, I just don't want it to be this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how effective is that? Has it eliminated poverty or brought justice to the world or... No, it hasn't inspired any action necessarily. Good to notice. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, we can so tenaciously hold on to not wanting it to be this way or wanting it to be different. And it can be so helpful to notice, well, that's, that doesn't work holding on to that. Doesn't, doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, like conceptually, I can see how the welcoming, allowing, accepting thing could lead to change and be more effective, but I haven't. Well, it le- it leads to instant change. It's mm. it's changes immediate in inside of you. Mm-hmm. That's always what love transforms is the one who embraces it. <laughs> then I'm transformed. You know, now I have to live with, holy cow, my life is so good. It's full of love and there's all this suffering going on. Oh, no, let me just go back into suffering until everyone's free. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's one dynamic I've noticed. 
mm-hmm. that you know gets in the way of us opening up to the you could say the truth of what we are or mm-hmm. to live the truth of what we are yeah i'm i'm kind of getting in touch with how wrong it is in my mind to to be neutral like i feel like i have to um like stamp things like poverty as um with like that raw like it's wrong um, well it depends on what you mean by neutral because there's there's there are different neutrals hmm. you know because you're not neutral to poverty hmm. but this presence that welcomes poverty is neutral in that it welcomes poverty the same way it welcomes abundance Mm -hmm. it welcomes both equally but that doesn't mean you here are neutral to poverty can you say a little more well it's like we think when we open up to this this presence that that it is utter allowance you know which to me is is a quality of love room for everything utter allowance welcomes everything as it is with no demand that it be different is neutral to suffering or neutral to poverty but we're it's a misinterpretation of the experience it's neutral in that the beingness that we are, let's say the beingness that we are is actually love. Mm-hmm. We'll work with it more theoretically. Let's, but let's work with the idea that this beingness that we are is unconditional love, utter allowance, welcomes everything as is. And so when we're moving from this place that's been identified and suffering and is not neutral about anything you know it takes everything personally mm-hmm. the first step into that place can seem like well i'm new i'm neutral to because i'm no longer affected mm-hmm. negatively by it and that can be interpreted as neutral but if even when we're looking through the eyes of love or experiencing through the presence of love within us, it's not neutral to poverty. It's it sees poverty, and if there's a way that it can alleviate suffering, it's ready to act. But it isn't torturing itself if there is no action you know that's here now mm-hmm. so it's, it's fine with being at rest and it's fine with action one reason it's fine with action is because it's um because it doesn't take anything personally you know so it's it had has no position And and, and so 
none of its actions can th threaten its position. Yeah. I see how like smart that is. Um, Cause yeah, I it's like- very intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so yeah. intelligent and it's so, it's like this invisible intelligence because we've been so wired to thinking intelligence as a, as a like a brain thinking kind of thing and it's it's you know so it's a it's an intelligence that we as an identified being you know can't hold on and own it mm. you know like a thing yeah like the mind's all uh, uh you know any, whenever we experience through the mind the mind's all about things and so it wants intelligence to be a thing that it can own. It wants consciousness to be a thing that it can own. Mm. You know, and it and it. So you know, the truth drives drives it crazy, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, I really like what you were saying about like, um, <laughs> if there is um, like action, if that's like available, like yeah, it's not neutral yeah in that way you know see someone you know beating an animal it's not neutral you could say it's fearless it's not worried about itself it's not fearful for the animal it's not fearful for the human involved But so it's just little by little we, you know, we're, we're testing out whether this presence of peace, unconditional peace, unconditional openness, unconditional welcoming, utter allowance can be trusted with all the details of life as a as a body, as a mind, as a as a Tom, as a Dory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's giving but, me a lot of clarity around, um, like it's connecting me to what you mean when you say that for the effort, like how the presence is effortless. Because um, mm -hmm. I feel like the the way that you describe the intelligence is so smart, intelligence about action and how to, you know, like access resources and things like that. Like, because in my mind, like I, I'm always looking for the right way or the solution. Like I'm. Yeah. Okay. So now you're, you're, you're getting, you could say you're taking in more and more information about this looking for the right way business. And I'm guessing all the information you're taking in is keeps showing you how it doesn't work. It's not effective. It's a confusing way to live and uh, and actually <laughs> violent <laughs> i'm guessing yeah but right now just you know like here we are our life is exactly the way it is right now the life of this body mind person called dory tom and just notice what happens when you're looking for the right, the right thing to do moving forward. 
from here. The moment, the moment, actually, let's start, you know, like one thought prior to that, the, notice what happens when you really believe there is a right way to move forward from here. So feel that belief. You know, everything is what it is right now. And then here you are believing there's a right way to move forward from here. What happens the moment you believe that? And I'll open this up to the whole group, but Dory, go ahead and share. I'm, how I, I'm like hyper vigilant. <laughs> there's no nothing effortless and relaxed about it. It's like I'm looking for any clue that, you know, the right way is right there or, you know. No, and usually what we mean by hyper vigilant is um, tense, mm -hmm. stressful. Yeah. Um, fearful, you know, that's usually what we mean, but because awareness itself is hypervigilant. Hmm. Like it's, it's the only thing that sees everything that, you, you know, it's, um, it's literally uh, omnipresent awareness. Hmm. Uh, and you can, you can actually prove that to yourself, you can look and and you can see that there is nothing like everything that exists exists in your awareness. If we look just at our own experience, there isn't anything that exists that I'm not aware of. <laughs> or another way of saying it is I'm aware of everything that exists right now. And then that awareness of everything that exists, everything that exists in that awareness is constantly changing. Just like a night dream. One moment, I'm so focused on this cup of coffee, that's all that exists. That's the whole universe. That's all that exists. And then all of a sudden I lift my attention and it's like, wow, there's a whole room. <laughs> Just like a night dream. You know, I remember um, um, uh, at one of Byron Katie's schools, and uh, she has this morning walk, the morning walk meditation. And on that morning walk, this one morning is maybe you know, six or seven days I'd been walking in the same area doing this morning walk meditation. And, and all of a sudden on this morning walk, I saw shadows. And it was very clear to me that prior to that moment, shadows didn't exist. And all of a sudden, boom, there's shadows everywhere. Oh my God. That's crazy. They weren't there just at one moment before they weren't there. And then all of a sudden they're everywhere, shadows. But this is how it's exactly like a night dream. But we've been so conditioned not to notice our actual experiencing, to not trust our actual experience. We don't see that, we don't notice that we're, we're aware of everything that exists and it's constantly, everything that exists, the world is constantly changing.
and it's as fluid as a night dream is fluid. Like one moment to the next, everything, the whole world is different. <laughs> So that makes me think of a Katie quote. So according to Katie, the world is your perception of it. That's the, the whole world. And if we look into our own experiencing, the world is, the whole world is my perception. <laughs> That's it. Inside and outside always match. They are reflections of each other. So as I read this, you know, just have an open mind. You don't have to believe it or agree with it or, or um, exactly see the truth of what's being shared. Just, just being open to the possibility that this description is accurate. So the first part to me seems easy to see. The world is your perception of it. Inside and outside always match. They are reflections of each other. The world is the mirror image of your mind. If you experience chaos and confusion inside, your external world has to reflect that. You have to see what you believe because you are the confused thinker looking out and seeing yourself. You are the interpreter of everything. And if you are chaotic, what you hear and see has to be chaos. Even if Jesus, even if the Buddha were standing in front of you and speaking, you'd only hear confused words because confusion would be the listener. You'd only hear what you thought he was saying, and you'd start arguing with him the first time your story was threatened. The title of this book is, what is it? Question Your Thinking, Change the World. <laughs> you know, oh, I really, I really want to change the world. Well, according to Katie, question your thinking. If you really want to change the world, the world of your perception, which is the only world that exists for you. 
And now just open up to like let in the truth that all of us have the ability to see, which is we can all see, yeah, the world, the whole world that exists for me is my perception of it. That's, that's the only world that exists for me. And I can imagine other worlds. And of course, that's my perception, my imagination. So the moment I imagine what's going on over in Africa, Africa becomes a part of the world of my perception. And so then Katie goes on to say, it only takes one to have peace on earth. Hear it. <laughs> I always, always hear that as tag. Hear it. <laughs> yeah, so if acceptance is condoning, of course, you're never going to accept. And that makes sense because you don't condone poverty or you don't condone violence. You don't condone. If they're the same thing, that makes sense not to accept what is. I, you know, that's why in our meditation, we started with just noticing reality as in the space in which everything appears. And it's like, oh my God. You look at reality, it's all welcome. Hmm. Well, clearly I am way more intelligent than reality. Everything should not be welcome. You know, we need a, we need a whatever, we need a gatekeeper, you know, the bouncer at the door with the guest list. Abundance is welcome, poverty not. Justice is welcome, injustice not. Friendliness is welcome, unfriendliness, nope, that's not welcome. <laughs> and then that we look at reality, it's like, jeez, everything's welcome. Okay, so I need to be in charge then. <laughs> As in, I need control. Anything come up for you, Dory? Anything else you would want to look at or share with just whatever we were, whatever we were tripping out on there? Well, I'm really grateful because I feel like I, I was actually wondering if my, because your meditation was so in line with what my friend and I were discussing yesterday. And she actually asked me if she could reach out to you to ask this very question. So I, I almost was wondering, like, did you guys talk already? Because you literally answered the question. So I feel grateful 
Yeah, so it's your fault that that meditation happened. You and your friend's fault. I mean, I'm happy to take credit for it, but... (laughs) I'm happy to give you credit. (laughs) You know, not my fault. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Tori. And David, I see your hand is up. Yes, on this subject, um, <laughs> I wanted to bring up a a situation, something happened this morning that rings for me. The, this world is your perception of it. Um, I was uh, texting um, in a thread of friends, and I I said amen. I said amen to something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and one of my one of the people wrote back, a woman, and capitalized W O M. Oh my God! Is that like perfect? Is that you know? Does God have a sense of humor or what? (laughs) It's like perfect response for you. Yeah. Well, I I don't know that what I don't know what that says about what you think of me. But well, you know, know uh, very well. (laughs) Well, it's just it's just with the um, you know the uh, appropriation stuff and the and the yes. Black Lives Matter and the Me Too thing. And, you know, it's like, oh man, a woman. (laughs) Yeah, and this thread is exactly that. Yeah. Friends that that, uh, have challenged me in these ways. So you're you're right on point. I just left. Um, So so at at first I was like, oh shit, I screwed up again. God damn it. Like I, I'm too old to get on top of all this lingo. I'll never get this, you know. Um, and You'll second never get was it like, perfect. You'll never get it right. Yeah. And second, this is like, oh shit, man. You know, I'm really angry at her. Like, oh, she's she's being so into- like that kind of. Uh, oh man, I'm so sick of people doing this. That you know, here she is. She's unhappy and she's just lashing out. I don't know that she's unhappy. I don't know anything about. For her, she's know, really she's sweet. I know her. over there. I know exactly. I don't know what they like. Oh, this is so, so fun. A woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, so it was. It was like, but I went through this kind of cringe thing, and now what do I say back? I got to come up with something that doesn't sound too stupid or <laughs> offensive. <laughs> I I can't show my true colors, right? No, I have to just, show just, some correct just, version you know, of me. Just send back some kind of pleading, begging type text. Oh, please. <laughs> please be nice. It's hard because, you know, um, um, uh, but, you know, uh, it's so nice to notice, like, like, Oh my God, we're so afraid of getting it wrong, doing it wrong, and um, and it's like, like, oh, please, just give me all the rules very clearly, and I'll just be so well behaved. I'll be such a good, good slave. I won't think freely. I won't act freely. I'll just be so. I'll be such a good slave. I'll be so obedient. Just give me the rules. Yeah. I just want to show up right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to show up wrong. You know, I want to show up right. Like, 
Yeah. I, I want to be, like you said, and I have to figure it out and, you know, follow it. And, yeah. and it keeps changing. Um, like, you know, I actually looked up the word after that. The yeah, I, th I figured you probably would. Yeah, and it doesn't have anything to do with man at all. No. And it's just, it's completely nothing to do with it. It's just so be it. You know, it's like. Oh, so now what, again. What definition did you find? Or what, what, what it, his, it means so be it. It's like an ask, it, it's, it, let so it be, be it. kind of thing. It has nothing to do with a gender at all. As far <laughs> as I could tell, looking up on the. Now, you know, I can make a case that she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yet again, example, you know, all this stuff. And I go, well, she, she another, there's another way to see that she could be, even if she was coming from feeling disenfranchised, yeah. I can honor that. I can see that. And then I don't even know what she, where she's coming from. No. Nope. I took it as like, she's correcting me. I went, I went, I made this whole story about it. Yeah, the world is like, my perception. I is, that's what I perceived. And I made a victim out of my, I just went through this whole, very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's about right and wrong, process. and and you can get in trouble. You can be in trouble. You can be punished. You're gonna be punished. What a terrifying world to live in. But uh, I'm gonna read that Anthony Demello quote again. I, I think I read it yeah. on Sunday. It's just so mind twisting <laughs> to me. So according to Anthony DeMello, nobody does wrong in awareness. That's why theologians tell us very beautifully that Jesus could do no wrong. That makes very good sense to me because the enlightened person can do no wrong. The enlightened person is free. Jesus was free. And because he was free, he could do no, he could not do any wrong. Because he was free, he could not do any wrong. But since you can, can do wrong, you're not free. Exactly how it felt. Exactly. Like when she said that, I wasn't free. I, I could feel that, ah, uh, yeah, I did something. That's right. Yeah. In your mind, wrong can still happen. You can do wrong. In your mind, you, you can do wrong. And because you can do wrong, you're not free. And then according to Anthony Bedello, Jesus was free. And because he was free, he could do no wrong. <laughs> well, I could see if I really didn't have a reaction, I would be free. And she would be free. Like there would be a freedom to the whole thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or you can even notice how in reality you're free to have a reaction. Now that's a little further down. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're free to have a reaction, she's free to have a reaction. Yeah, that's true. If you're not free to have a reaction, then she's not free inside of you. You know, and now there's the one world that you that you the one world in which peace can be found um, is full of violence. The one world in which love can exist is 
full of the opposite, right and wrong. Yeah, I think I don't want to have these reactions that I have. Yep. I don't want those reactions that I have. I don't, I don't want Okay, to. so now look at how effective not wanting the reactions is. Just take it in. How often you have met a reaction with, I don't want this. And how, how effective is it? Is it working? Has it liberated oh. you from these reactions? It makes me laugh at myself because it's like it gives me a, like endless opportunity to improve myself. Like <laughs> ah, so it is actually giving you what maybe what you unconsciously want and didn't realize it. You know the the credit for improving yourself. You know, so then you can go to that woman and go, "Look, I improved myself." See? Yes. <laughs> yes, it, it's funny though when the feeling hits. Like the stressful feeling, it's a cringe and discomfort. And it's so unhappy feeling. It's like yeah. I, that I don't want to. Yeah, so notice again, I don't want this reaction. I don't want to feel this reaction. I don't want this reaction. And again, does it work? Has it liberated you from these reactions that you don't want? Oh, and then we all know, you know, that one definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, getting the same result, but doing it over and over, expecting a different result. Is, so, is the way that I, that I react from that not wanting it and, and then going out to attack of, because I don't want it? Is that, am I trying to solve it? Is that what's happening? Like the feeling well, comes up, that grip, you, and then I try to... You know, I don't want this. Um, I don't want this reaction. I don't want to show up this way. I don't want this experience. Yeah. Um, you know, you, 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 how do you react every time you believe you don't want this? And here it is. I don't want yeah. this reaction. Uh, how do you react the moment you believe you don't want this reaction? And and here it is. You're reacting fearfully, or you know, like in this case, a panic, fearful, like you're in trouble. How do you react when you believe you really believe you don't want that? Like, um, like um, I have to erase it. Like, like yeah. I have to figure it out. I have to figure out how to get rid of it. Like, is the work the way to get rid of it? You know, is like, how yeah. do I get rid of this? I go you know? to war. I go to war with it. Yeah. Some form of war, opposition, opposing. And then use the work as, you know, my most effective weapon in my arsenal. I, I can't imagine Jesus not. I can't imagine Jesus having that reaction, that that cringe, right? In my mind, Jesus wouldn't have that. Yeah, that's a sign of my being caught. Like, yeah. So now that's different than I don't want this.
so I don't want this. How do you react? Yes, it is the moment you believe I don't want this. Tighten up even more around it. Yeah. I will really concentrate hard to figure out what, how to, how to, what it means so it'll go away. Like, like, like to solve it. Like, yeah. What can I do to get rid of this? Yeah. Okay. So now, who would you be if you were completely free of this position. I don't want this. There's absolutely no thought at all that you don't want this reaction. Yeah, it would be free to come and go. It would arrive. I would. Be, I would actually. There'd be space around it to listen to what it's saying. Like, what is it saying? Like, I, instead of like, oh, you know, it'd be like. I could see how it would teach me. Something I didn't know, maybe like. The discomfort, like without that trying to push it away, just being in it, and and yeah, there'd be more openness to seeing what's around it. Like, yeah. So, and I'm just going to stop there, but um, you know, sometimes just question three and four is good. You know, it's enough. It's three and four. How I react when I believe it. Who would I be without it? Or how might it be without that? I don't want this. But you can play with that because I don't want this, for most of us, shows up many times every day. Boom. Oh, I don't want this. Oh, don't want this. Don't want this. It's like every time you notice it, don't want this. It's like, wait a minute, who would I be without that? Just try it on. Like, who would I be without that story right now? And not to say that you can't go to the turnaround and explore that, go to is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? They all have value. But I'm just in the interest of time, I'm going to stop there. Yeah. And then um, Emma, I see your hands up. New friend Emma. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi, um, nice to meet you too. I I wanted to ask you. So, um, when you read the the Katie quote about yeah. it all being our perceptions, um, I experienced that as stress, um, and as and I took it like I noticed myself blaming myself then for my perception. Yeah, and feeling like I then. Like there are big things happening that are hard right now, and then if it's going uh, down, in your yeah, in your in your personal life, or you mean globally? Yeah. No, in my personal life. 
Yeah. Um, and so if it's not only, then it's like, not only is that thing happening, but it's also my fault that I'm suffering. Yeah. You know, and that's like, that yeah, it's amazing. Me, like, it's actually crazy. amazingly good news, you yeah. know, that it's my fault. I'm suffering. And now we don't hear it that way. We don't mm -hmm. feel it that way at first, you know, because we're mm -hmm. so used to right and wrong and, um, and someone is always to blame. Mm -hmm. But blame is a really bad thing because along with blame comes something like you deserve to suffer, you should be punished, um, mm -hmm. you got it wrong and, and you're kicked out, you, you know, and so we're terrified of blame. So we, mm -hmm. because of that, we'd rather be a victim. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. You know, victim is like, not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, but it, but ultimately it's good news because if it is, if you are the cause of your suffering, then you can undo the cause. You have the power to undo it. But then the belief comes that I'm I'm just the, the one, I'm the type that can't undo it. Like Yeah, I'm not possible too, for me. Okay. Yeah. 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 This so one's do, too do big, you know, this is too hard. Yeah. Too so much. do you know for sure it's it's just not possible for you to undo your own suffering, to be free, to undo your suffering. Do you know for sure that it's impossible for you? No, and just let that in. And all you're letting in is that you don't know for sure that it's impossible. And how do you react? What happens when you really believe it's not possible for you to undo this suffering? It's too big, too difficult, not possible. I mean, my stomach twists up, my heart pounds. Um, everything gets very complicated and Using. There's a lot of images of action. I should take bad things that have happened. Like I operate from that fear. Um, and I just sort of dislike myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been disliking yourself? Well, I mean, a long time. Yeah. Well, just notice how disliking yourself has, hasn't really worked. It hasn't brought about the changes that you've been trying to bring about by disliking yourself. 
and just let that in. Well, it doesn't actually work. Disliking myself. Like, if it worked, it would have worked by now, don't you think? Yeah. There's yeah. a fear to let it go, though, that it sort of leads to action. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so just look at the past and this disliking of yourself and um, any action that might have come out of disliking yourself, maybe disliking yourself very intensely. And is there any action that you took that would be impossible to do without disliking yourself? No. No. They're all possible without disliking yourself. Now, just try on liking yourself. And then taking actions that come from the fact that you really like yourself. Maybe even love yourself. Imagine what actions might be available to you because you really love and like yourself. Oh, I'd be a lot in my situation. It's about uh, my sister having a late stage cancer diagnosis recently. And that, like, um, I notice if I like myself, I'm much more available. Yeah. To be loving outwards, too. It's less. Yeah. yeah, honey. So now look at your sister. What she's going through. Yeah. Just let those tears in. Let the beauty and the preciousness of your sister just break your heart. Yeah, I mean, look at her. Isn't she so beautiful? You know, and usually what we regret is that it took cancer for me to see how beautiful she is. Gosh, yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot less about me whole situation if I love myself. Yeah. It's like not happening to me. It doesn't mean yeah. anything about you. And now all of a sudden yeah. you're available yeah. to your beautiful sister.
Nice one, one more time. Just love, allow yourself to really be touched by the beauty of your sister. Allow that experience of beauty to just radiate out to your sister. And in fact, to radiate out to the whole world, to everyone who's suffering. Okay, so Caroline, could we close with your song? Thank you, Emma. Thank you. And Thank you so much. There's more you want to explore on this, you know. Join us Sunday. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. Yeah, and um, just let the words in this music just support a deepening of this whatever you're experiencing here, yeah. and everyone. Life is lived in lessons, each lesson's got its theme They keep circling back for you until you start to see Where you forgot you were connected with everything It's okay, we all do it too, it just takes remembering it's okay, we all do it too, it just takes remembering That love is what we're all here for It's the only score we're keeping, so settle yours Love is what we're all here for It's the only score we're keeping, so Settle yours. You 
can do all of the things you can play all of the parts you can make a mess of everything or score off all the charts but when you reach the end and you think that you have died you will do The views and opinions expressed on the Tom podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Byron Katie, nor the intent of her self-inquiry method known as The Work. For more information on Byron Katie, please visit thework.com. If you wish to learn more about Tom, a certified facilitator of The Work, and the podcast's eponym, please visit theworkwithtom.com. Thank you.